Thank you, Paul. Uh, it's great to be here again this morning, uh, particularly uh, in a, what's a very warm, uh, very, very pleasant uh, Henry Fry. For those of you at home, as Paul was saying, it'd be great to see you here uh, next week as well. As you know, we are uh, running a series on Jesus, how the glory of God is revealed in him. And uh, last week we were looking at uh, his death and, and resurrection. And this morning, as you've probably gathered from uh, that excellent family fun on the allotment, we're looking at uh, the ascension. But I want to start not actually with the ascension. I want to start with the Ten Commandments. Uh, for those of you that, that, that remember or know the Ten Commandments, I was taught them at school, I seem to remember. Uh, the first couple of commandments are essentially that, uh, the, that God is saying that there is only one God. God, it is me and only I can be worshipped. You mustn't worship any other being or any other thing. You can only worship me because I am God. And then last week then, uh, when we were looking at uh, Jesus' death and resurrection, we found out that, that Jesus was crucified by the religious people at the day. And the reason he was crucified is because he claims to be equal with God. They said, well, this is blasphemy. You, you're, you're claiming to be God. You're claiming to be equal with God. And so they, they crucified him because of because of those first two commandments and then as we found and remember three days later uh, Jesus was resurrected and I want to just pick up really the last and last chapter of Matthew which is Matthew 28 uh, a couple of moments that happen at that point when Jesus is resurrected back to life and he meets uh, the Marys and also the disciples for the first time so if you've got a Bible you might want to just flick it it's only a verse uh, or two but uh, chapter 28 of Matthew in verse 9 uh, it says it says this he's 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 seen uh, uh, Mary, uh, the two Marys actually, and, and, and maybe one or two of the disciples, and it says, Behold, Jesus, then the resurrected Jesus, met them and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. And then if you flick down to verse 17, you see another, another occasion when he, when he appears now to the, the other 11, or the 11 disciples. And uh, it says uh, in verse 17, when they, that's the 11 disciples, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. So you remember, only God can be worshipped. Now look, it's not, it's not like they've forgotten this. Every good Jew knew that only God could be worshipped. In fact, all the children of God, since they'd, since they'd come out of, of Egypt, knew that only God is to be worshipped. The Old Testament prophets, they knew that. Moses, he knew that. The Pharisees of Jesus' day, they knew that. The, uh, the, the, the priests, they knew that. The disciples that we're looking at here, they knew that. Matthew, who wrote this account, he knew that. Jesus himself knew that. And yet when they see him, they worship him. So what does Jesus do? Does he say, no, 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 you mustn't do that. Only God can be worshipped. No, he accepts their worship. Stop and think about it for a moment. They all know that only God can be worshipped. They worship Jesus and he receives or accepts their worship. He doesn't stop them. And in that moment, Jesus 
is acknowledging for all time that he is God. He's receiving worship. So at that moment of receiving that worship, he's acknowledging he is God. And then for the next 40 days or so, uh, Jesus appears in different times to the disciples and his other close followers of, 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 of the day. And it says that, that, that Jesus, he walks with them. Uh, he, 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 therefore, he is physical. He is in human form. Um, and it's a human body that he's got, which, which they recognise. They recognise it as Jesus' his body. And it says, as we saw there in, in, in that bit of Matthew, the disciples held his feet and, and worshipped him. It says that, uh, if you look in John's account of that moment, it says that Mary Magdalene clings, she's, she's crying and she dries her tears, she clings to him, holds his, his physical, physical body. Uh, he, has, he makes breakfast on the beach. Remember that bit? They, 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 they've gone fishing, nothing much has happened, and, and he says, well, throw your nets over to the other side, I get loads of fish, and he's cooking them breakfast. And he's cooking them breakfast, and, and he eats with them. Have some fish, I've, got, I've cooked you some fish. And so they, he eats with the disciples. Thomas, the, the, the disciple who had doubted, he actually, he touches Jesus' wounds. Uh, he is therefore physically recognizably human yet he is God receiving worship and so the disciples realize that, that, that God is amongst them and so they say essentially it, it, heaven's here on earth heaven has now come to earth and so I want to just pick up that moment as we see them starting to ask that question it, it, you see it in Acts chapter 1 and uh, you see it from from about verse 6 onwards it says they came together and they asked him Lord will you at this time therefore restore the kingdom to Israel Has heaven come to earth you're going to restore the kingdom and he says to them it's not for you to know the times or the seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and in samaria and to the ends of the earth and that's uh, also what matthew was saying at the back of 28 and when he had said these things as they were looking on he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood behind them in, beside them in white robes. And they said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And we'll look at that. Uh, return of Jesus next week but I want to just just come back to that moment so the, the disciples are saying to him look it's the kingdom of God is it going to be fully restored now is this the moment and Jesus says no no not yet and what happens is a cloud comes now this is no ordinary rain cloud you'll be not at all surprised to know this is no, no ordinary rain cloud. But look, we have seen this cloud before. 
I want to take us back a few bits into that moment because it was the cloud of God's presence. You remember that, that when they were uh, in, in, in coming out of Egypt and they were, they were wandering through the wilderness, there was a pillar of cloud that led the Israelites through the desert. It was the cloud of God's presence that led them through the desert. It was the cloud of God's presence that descended on the tent of meeting, which is the place where Moses would withdraw to in order to, to speak with God. And whenever he went in the tent, the cloud would descend of, of, of God's presence. It was uh, the clouds that when they built the tabernacle, which was the, the temporary tent-like structure, which was uh, the, the, um, the, the, the place where they worshipped God, when they built the tabernacle, they, it says that, that the cloud descended and filled the tabernacle. Years and years later, when they, 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 they were settled in the land of Israel and they wanted to, David, you remember, wanted to build a temple. We don't need this temporary tent thing anymore. Let's build a temple. And, and he got all the materials together, but God said, no, you're not to build it. Your son Solomon is to build it. So Solomon then, then built the temple, this permanent structure, which was the, uh, where the Israelites would worship the Lord. Uh, it, it's, in fact, let's look at it, shall we? It's in 1 Kings. You see this moment where the Ark of the Covenant uh, comes into uh, the temple. And it's in, in 1 Kings chapter, chapter 8. So the Ark of the Covenant, which is, which is God's presence, is come into, into the temple. And you see then in, in verse 10, uh, they're in the holy place. It says, and when the priests came out of the holy place, they came out from it, a cloud filled the house of the Lord. So that the priests could not stand to minister because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord. This cloud was the cloud of the presence of God that, that so filled that, that the priests can't even stand to minister anymore. They just bang, they're flat on their faces or their backs. Don't know which way they fell. Anyway. You remember even, uh, the, we looked at this a couple of weeks ago, in, in Matthew 17, in the Transfiguration. Do you remember that, that story? This is Jesus again. This is uh, just before he's um, being, uh, just before he was crucified. In Matthew 17, it, it, says, it says this, After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and his brother, and he led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter says to Jesus, uh, Lord, it's good uh, that we're here. If you wish, we'll, take three, we'll make three tents for you. One for Moses and one for you, one for Elijah. And he was still speaking when behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And it says, when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces. This is the cloud of God's presence. We've seen it before, but now in Acts chapter 1, as Jesus has been with them, resurrected for 40 days, the cloud is, is back. It's with Jesus and it's with his, uh, in sight of the disciples. And it surrounds Jesus and it takes him up into heaven. 
And it's from that point now, as we were, we were listening to in Family Fun, that, that, that now where Jesus now sits at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. He sits at the place of absolute authority. Why? Because he is God. Because he is the Lord. I wonder if, if I can just have the musicians back for a moment. He sits at this place of absolute authority in heaven, having been taken up in the cloud of God's presence, having received worship from his disciples, because although he's a man, he is the Lord. This is Jesus, that we come every week, every day, to worship. He's a man with a resurrected, eternal, real body, just like the one that we'll have one day when he returns. But also, he is God. He is immortal. He is eternal. He is all-powerful, almighty God. And that one moment of the ascension, you see it. We see it for the last time until we see Jesus return again. Mary clung to him. The disciples worshipped him because he is Lord. Now years later, Paul, one of the early church leaders who wasn't a believer at that particular point, so wasn't, wasn't there, he, 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 wrote, he wrote this in Philippians to describe this Jesus, to describe this Lord. He says, Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, he did not account equality with God as a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself. He took the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him a name that is above every other name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is Jesus. This is the one that we worship and we adored. He ascended in the presence of God having accepted the worship of those who choose to love him 
to sit at the Father's right hand in the place of absolute authority. Oh, brothers and sisters, let's adore our Lord this morning. He's worthy of our praise. Why don't you stand with me and we'll just start to worship. If you're at home, just start to worship the Lord. As Mary Magdalene had clung to him, as the disciples just touched his feet and, and just bowed down to worship him. So he receives the worship of his people. 